rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Guys, hello. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out and thank you for all your support and, and your flexibility. I feel bad because I was supposed to start the show at eight, you know. I mean, it's going to be around, it's like eight-ish at this point. But, and I, I got your text haiku or your message on Discord. And yeah, uh, here's what happened. Let me see. I've had, I, I've had a lot of problems this week um, with my feet. <laughs> Last week when I was doing the show, a computer fell on my foot. That hurt. And then um, the other day I was walking and I twisted my ankle and fell. <laughs> and just now before I got on air, I went and I was walking around the house and I, I hit my toe really bad. And I think I might have broken my toe, <laughs> which isn't that hard to do, really. So it's not anything you can do about it, you, except let it heal. Because my toe is now blown up and black and blue. And this happened once before. I, had, I actually broke my toe once before. I'm sure I've broken it other times, too. But I was running for the phone. This is before cell phones. So the phone rang, and I, and I was running for the phone. And I, I banged my toe and picked up the phone, and it was, it was one of the... It was a robot going, We have a survey for you. So I was really doubly pissed because then I couldn't put my shoe on and then I went to the doctor and the doctor told me there's really nothing you can do for a broken toe. Okay, whatever. That's not what we're here for. We're not here for this. I just wanted to share some of the obstacles, literally and figuratively, to <laughs> me getting on the air. So right now I'm, I'm actually standing on on an ice pack on my because my fucking toe is killing me. Jesus Christ. All right. As long as I don't... I know, right? Clumsy. Slow trade. I mean, it's been a week. This is what happens. Sometimes I'm thinking when things like this happen, I'm like, what's going on here? What's... Is this my karma? Or am I attracting, you know, law of attraction or something? <laughs> attracting all kinds of mishaps? As long as I don't hit my head, I'll be fine. The toes, but just the toes constantly. I mean, all right, I need them. Guys, all right, let's talk. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks a lot for all your support and hanging out already. People are pouring into the chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster. So come on in and join us there and hang out with amazing, great people, awesome, normal people, patriots, people who, uh, I don't know, I want in my friggin' foxhole, that's for sure. So uh, hang out there. Come on over. Uh, what else? Uh, tonight. Oh, also, a lot of the people in the chat room, they're, they support the show like with the Super Chats. Thank you already. Haiku. Super Chat. Thank you, Haiku. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Errol. Super Chats. Right out of the gate. But also, the same, and these people, the same people who are super chat, and they're also patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That, that helps too. So when we get to the point 
where we have enough patrons. We will do a daily show. Oh, my God. At a set time. I'm seeing right now. What? What? Another patron signed up. What's today's date? I missed this one. Holy schmoly. I'm very pleasantly surprised. Hello, everyone. So tonight's show is not just sponsored by one person, but we have another person. So tonight's show, I want to thank these patrons personally. Tonight's show is sponsored by... Philip Ferrara. That's right. Thank you, Philip, for taking the extra step of becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin because of you and people like you. And thank you for joining the community. Um, we will be able to have a daily show at a set time. Tara Buster will keep on going and growing, more importantly. So, also... The second person I would like to thank for tonight's show, John Campanelli. Thank you, John, for joining us, for, for sponsoring the greatest, most, uh, the bestest, liberal talk show or, or, uh, show on earth gee i bungled that the best liberal talk show on earth actually because i have to redo the maybe you guys can give me your opinion because i have to redo the opening i have to get the guy who did the opening for the show to redo the voiceover or you know rdt daily presents terror it's gonna because rdt daily is gone thanks to facebook so, and a couple of other people who couldn't stop posting pictures of Nazis. But anyway, so, um, the, even though it's anti-Nazi, all right, just to clear the air, um, blah, 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 maybe, what was I saying? Um, the, uh, what should I say in the opening? That's what I was thinking. One of the ideas I had is to say the greatest liberal talk show ever created. I could introduce the show like that. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, of course, it's like tongue-in-cheek, but why not? Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the greatest liberal talk show ever. I think something along those lines. All right. That's just some bouncing up some script ideas. And we also... One more thank... Uh, one more... What the hell... Somebody is inviting me to a Zoom meeting? What? Oh. Sorry, not right now. Um, just want to thank another patron. I have a, a few thank yous. Sorry, and then we'll get into the show. But for this person editing their patronage, upping their patronage, which really does mean a lot, too. So thank you for doing that. Thank you, Linnell Hampton Butt. Thank you for sticking with the show, helping it go 
and helping it grow. Oh, and look at this shit. I fucked it up. Oh, brother. You know what? Everything sucks. I hit the damn button again. What time is it? <laughs> I fucked it up again. How? Why do I suck? I'm talking about the audio. It's all right. Because we'll what time is it? When, when did I start the show? How many minutes is this show on right now? I have to figure this out. Because now I have to start the music. What time did I start the show? Oh, it's, oh, it's only a few minutes, but it's still going to be off. This sucks. Should I start the show right now? But then the thank yous won't go on progressive voices. I can thank you guys again. All right, we're going to start the music again. We're just going to start it again. This is like the real start of the show now. All right. I'm going, I'm going to put this back up. All right, here we go. Let's try it again from the top. RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, we meet here um, every Saturday evening in, in this, well, usually it's 6 p.m. Eastern, but now it's in the 8 p.m. era. So I'm thankful for you guys. Thank you so much for your flexibility and for subscribing to the show and hitting the, the subscribe, not only hitting the like, but hitting the notification bell so you know when the show is going to go live. We're in uh, you. We're on YouTube.com slash C for Tarabuster slash yeah. What am I saying? Slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. All right, whatever. I suck. I I know. Trust me. You can't even know the yes. I do need a producer. Slow train. <laughs> You're not kidding. All right. Um, right before I, whatever i'm not gonna explain uh, we uh, i had to do this start the show again but i want to thank i'm just gonna thank them right out for tonight's show thank you for your patronage thank you john campanelli for becoming a patron thank you philip ferrara for becoming a patron and thank you linnell hampton bot for not only becoming a patron, but also increasing your patronage, too. That's great. Thank you. And also th John Fowler and Kathleen Daly. Thank you, guys. And any listen, listen. I just want to say, yet again, I will send you messages, but send me a message. You want a mug? Come on, guys. You got to send me your address. You want a mug? You, you want a mug? Uh, come on. You get a mug. You will get a mug. You will get this mug. I want to give you some presents, all right? But you have to give me your address and your actual name. Some people have nicknames. All right, guys, thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. All right, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. All right, let me focus. It's We're not kidding around here. 
you're you're we when I say we're living in the last days of the American Republic, this is this is happening. We're not we're not seeing things, and it's also uh, another reason why it really is why the liberal media is so vital. This is the liberal media, all right? Yes, I know. That's why your support is invaluable, really. It's priceless. Because without getting this word out, we, we don't stand a chance. The Republican Party, they, they are engaged in nothing less than an assault on the grand experiment in liberal democracy. Now, the closer we get to having a functioning democracy, to having, which is, we're not even close. All right, we are an aspirational democracy. We're not uh, one in practice. But the closer we get to having a, to having to embracing all of our diversity and everyone having a seat at the table and having a democracy that isn't just in uh, in name only one that makes e pluribus unum an action plan that at the but the closer we get to that the more the the republicans I mean, in this uh, in this iteration, these conservatives are calling themselves the Republicans. The, the more they will, they are fighting it. They and using their their racist dog whistles. I mean, there's no dog whistle anymore. It's right out in the open. This is the not, this really is the continuation of the American Revolution. It's not just the uh, continuation of the progressive era or whatever. It's not just, I mean, obviously the progressive era has been, we're, we're in desperate need of a new one. But ultimately, and you know what's so fascinating? And it's a good sign. But when I was watching the corporate media earlier, I usually will have it on listening in the background or whatever. But... I can't remember who said it. I wish I had taken um, taken note of who who said this. But I actually heard someone on the corporate media. They were a guest. They weren't one of the mouthpieces. But I actually heard one of these guests say that the Republican well, they said the Republican Party are um, rolling back the American Revolution. I couldn't believe it because this is what I've been saying. But it's good. It's a good sign that perhaps we're making some progress because, you know, this show might be a little dinky podcast on the corner of the liberal web, but people, uh, the word gets out. So that's why we need to unapologetically promote the progressive values that created the American uh, experiment, and those progressive values will uh, will actually, will, I mean, if we allow it, if we are successful, but those progressive values will um, will save us. 
Hold on a second. Yep, 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 yep. Stephen Lee on Facebook, churches that preach Trump and politics rather than preach Jesus and God should have their 501c4 removed. That's the least they can do. Hello, Tara. Well, hello. <laughs> hello, Stephen. Nice to see you. If you're around, come on over to YouTube. All right. And thank you, JD, for your super chat. So, yep. The red caps are coming. The red caps are coming. Yeah, it's, it's your right, Lee, in New York City. That's, this is what's so um, frightening about them. They're, it's like they've infiltrated uh, um, the American experiment, like the, um, the, the enemies, the domestic enemies the founders warned us about are, it's like they're behind enemy lines in, in you know, in disguised as what, patriots? That's why they have to scream to the rafters just how patriotic they are, how much they love America. Now, the latest offense, I mean, there's so many offenses. So there's a few things I wanted to talk about tonight. And before, one thing, I guess, before we get going into Marjorie Taylor Greene and the, and the Anglo-Saxon uh, KKK caucus um, is... Another, uh, of course, the gun violence in this country. Not to get completely, si it's not sidetracked. It's another um, person with darker pigment was shot dead by cops, uh, and then not to mention another massacre in this country. But when I so as far as the a thirteen-year-old kid getting slaughtered. By a cop with his hands up, um, and they're saying, "Well, the cops are saying he had a gun." Well, where the f does he live? This is what is so. Um, I guess for me, I'm I'm like, no wonder this country has PTSD. And if this isn't racism, what is? Now, if this was a white kid. So you're you're allowed to walk around with assault weapons in Walmart, but if you have darker pigment, that's an excuse for. I mean that they don't need excuses, but what do we expect if a 13 year old has a gun? Well, isn't that his American birthright? Or it doesn't count because he has darker pigment. I mean, this is what baffles me. How come I never hear the NRA coming to the defense or, or expressing their outrage? But uh, regardless, he had a gun? Well, isn't that part of the problem in this country? There's a lot of effing guns in this country. But if you have lighter pigment the cops will take you for burger king or, or they'll take pictures with you in the local bar like kyle rittenhouse and the it's just uh it's disgusting no wonder this country is so sick because we're sick we are sick this is a symptom of the sickness how one per one segment of our society 
has to operate under a completely different set of rules than the other segment of society, and it's sickening. I'll be right back. My name is Tara Devlin, and I was just, I just brought up this, uh, the body, well, here it says, video shows that the Chicago boy, uh, the 13-year-old boy, was not holding a gun when shot by officer, but this was the story. Anyway, he dropped a gun, he, even if he had a gun, that goes to show you how sick this country is, why... Why do 13-year-olds have access to guns? But in one, uh, in one sense, you're like, well, what do you expect? Here's the United States. There are nut jobs. Anybody can get a gun. I'm not saying that the 13-year-old was a nut job, but I'm just saying anybody can get a gun. So why is that a... Um, death sentence. If you have darker pigment, if he was holding a gun, I thought he... That's America, right there. Jesus Christ, it makes no sense to me. So a young man is not supposed to hold a gun, but you can, what, go to Starbucks with a friggin' arsenal? Because you can't... You're too fearful to leave your house without uh, looking like you're uh, somewhere on a corner in Fallujah? I, I don't know. <sighs> but the fact is, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. That's the different rules, different rules for different people. And, this is, and hence, here's the problem in this country. Everybody doesn't know their place, I suppose. But it's, of course, the, the, the video of this young man being shot shows that he didn't have a gun. He wasn't holding a gun when shot by an officer. How do you do that? How do you shoot a kid? I'm in fear for my life. Well, don't get another profession. Because there's professions that are actually less... Um, I mean, the, the, there are, the, excuse me, professions that are more dangerous than being a cop much more dangerous and they don't get to walk around killing people if you're such in fear for your life then get another profession you don't get to shoot people just because you're in fear for your life well take the training what are you doing shooting people i don't understand how deadly force is constantly used when I, I'm in fear. I'm in fear. I, I thought this was the land of the freaking free and the home of the brave. You're such in fear. Where do we live? It's, it's sickening. We're in, everybody's in fear. Fear. I'm in fear of, well, he had a gun. Well, what do you expect? I'm in fear to go to the damn supermarket. Because of the guns. Now you can't go to work at FedEx? You can't... Where, where else? It does, you can't go to the movies. You can't go to a concert. Everybody's in fear. Sickening. And into the sick 
disturbing, disgusting, fear land of the of the Frady cats. No offense to cats. Right on uh, on the chat. How do you say that? Anuk an Anukit world traveler. How to end gun rights? Black militias. Oh yeah, that's it. Overnight laws would pass to prevent gun ownership. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. Timo Mitt says on the on Twitch, the cop had an ultra bright strobe light on his gun. It could make the shooter's mind fill in the off-strobe time with fear of missing information. Hmm. So he, uh, I guess, in a heightened sense of fear, might have thought he saw a gun? Uh, okay, but the kid had his hands up. So what right does a cop have to shoot somebody? The cop's job is to get you to your day in court. That's it. If someone's breaking the law, the cop isn't there to uh, to distribute justice randomly and according to pigment. They're there in a free society to take you to to, to see the damn judge. And then the judge and the jury pass the sentence. Not the cop. Somebody's so afraid. What are you? I'm afraid. We're all afraid. It doesn't seem to matter, though, if uh, the whole society is afraid. People, kids can't go to school in this society. What? Why is it so out of the ordinary that if there's a young person, 13-year-old, who got his hands on a gun? This is a sick effing country. Maybe he was afraid to go to math class. Since you never know who's going to bust in with, a, with an assault weapon. I don't know. But no one seems to... Uh, I don't know. When I'm watching the media relate these stories, I'm thinking, what? But that nobody's... They don't, it's like we're not supposed to connect the dots. Remember after September 11th and anything else that happens, we hear all the stories about how we failed to connect the dots, connect the dots. That was another thing I was so sick of hearing about, connecting the dots. Well, connect the dots. We're in a, we live in a sick effing racist country. What are kids doing with guns? This doesn't happen in other countries. This is a choice we've made. But it all comes down to racism. Absolutely. The guns, the proliferation of guns in this country can, is directly related to racism in the country. Because we live in a very frightened, fearful, tiny, sick little nation. It's only because it's filled with fearful, tiny, sick people that have a lot, entirely too much power. They can't handle it. They, have, they, don't, they don't have the emotional maturity to have power. You don't want to give somebody who is so afraid that they can't go to work 
They can't go to work in the Capitol without packing heat. They can't go to work in the safest, supposedly safest place, one of the safest places in, in the country. They can't let the, the people do their jobs. The Capitol Police, they, they're gonna, they need to arm themselves against what? Who are they arming themselves against? Their fellow Americans in this sick effing country that they made sick. And they love the sickness. They tickle the sickness. They make sure it continues. That They tickle that funny bone. Keep it going. Keep the sickness going. Because otherwise, what? where are they going to fit in to the, the equation? Where is Where, the, where are they going to get theirs? You know, where are they going to suck up all the attention, all of the, from the other sickies? Because you got to be sick to look at the Republican Party and all of the ghouls that fester in it and say, they're, yeah, they're, they're for me. Hold on a sec. Yeah, it's uh, Stephen Lee on the chat. Our country has never been this... What? Lacted? What is that? What word is that? Since Pearl Harbor, it, and it happened under 45's... What, what are you meant to say? What is going on outside? There's a friggin' explosion. Now everything's exploding? Don't tell me. Wait, hold on. What's going on in New York? I'm hearing, like, shit explode outside. You hear that? What the fuck? Great. Wouldn't that be... Well, guess that's that. Let me see. What the hell is going on out there? I can't, yeah, I remember, this is just an aside, I remember, saw this story, a documentary, it didn't happen too long ago, about a, a young person at the time, now she's like in her 50s or whatever, but was flying, I'm, I'm trying to remember where, her and her mother, the, her mother was, and father were biologists, something and they were studying things in the in a jungle and they were taking a flight and the flight went down and everybody on this flight died except this young girl like she survived she and it was a um, miraculous survival she survived plunging thousands and thousands of feet and before she died I mean, the, one of the last things she remembers before all of the plane uh, split apart was her mother saying, this is it. <laughs> and that's what I think. I wonder what that must have felt like. So when I hear an explosion go out, I'm like, oh, is this it? But that was, that's an interesting story. I'm trying to remember the girl's name. You should look her up. She survived a plane crash. Survived plane and then she survived in the jungle, finding her way back to civilization. She's still alive. And she's actually now doing her the same work as her mother and father. I think it was in, like, 80s or something. All right, whatever. 
right? Right? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Shadow Star A says, hope everything's okay there, Tara. We had lots of helicopters flying over Reno yesterday. Well, it's just weird. Why is there an explosion? Why are, well, why are there multiple explosions? Are they explosions? Is it something else? All right. A couple of things. Let's, okay, I, anyway, whatever. Let's get back to business here. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Republican. There's a few things I wanted to talk about. And of course, this Prince Philip person dying. Um, okay, great. Congratulations. You lived a nice long life on the government dole. Great. A, a famous racist. I mean, he's a product of his time. A 99-year-old guy. Okay? But, yeah, I'm not going to curse him for that. Because he obviously, well, like, should I curse him? I'm not cursing him. It's just, yeah, I guess he should have known better, but he was a racist. Just like the founders should have known better when they wrote all men are created equal and they meant all white men and nobody else. But why do we have to have, okay, the guy died. Why do we have to have wall-to-wall coverage? I couldn't believe watching MSNBC and CNN. They had, they had coverage of this funeral who cares really i i watched the crown that's a good show i enjoy it but we fought a revolution to overthrow the king and the intergenerational aristocracy and okay we don't have a constitutional monarchy whatever the hell that means to me i feel like as far as the monarchy is concerned Putting aside the good show that is The Crown, it's an entertaining show, yeah. I have no personal animus against the Queen, but give me a break. Um, the thing that's so, I understand, I mean, if I was living in England, if I, if I was English or was under this Queen or whatever, I would. I don't really see the point of a queen, or who cares? Harry and what's his face? Harry and Will talk to each. Who effing cares? For Christ's sakes, why are we having wall-to-wall coverage of a of of a somebody who who what? What the hell? It's like if I was living in England, I would think that having a queen, having a monarchy is is dangerous. It's just dangerous to have it there. Because there are no guarantees that maybe you never know the which way society goes. And there you have a queen or a, or a monarchy there to take power. Now, it, it is... Um, not beyond the realm of possibility that we might, society goes in cycles. That just because we, as we know, just because we have a democracy today does not mean that it's guaranteed tomorrow. So what's guaranteed of having a queen and a monarchy and an intergenerational aristocracy that they, one day, the people, like the people here in this sick country, won't get so tired of chaos that i mean and this is how what happened in ancient rome as well 
but the people are so tired of chaos and war and fighting and division that they don't welcome a king or a queen or an aristocracy. Right? Because that's how it goes. Then the people are, they're so uh, disgusted by by their their current circumstances that they then in steps somebody that says oh, i'm gonna make it okay and the people say yeah what the hell and there you go that's how democracies die that's how constitutionally limited democratic republics die that's how constitutional monarchies can turn into um constitute what constitutional authority <laughs> autocracies i don't know it's ridiculous but congratulations i mean you had a good job i guess the the prince whatever the hell you name uh prince philip great job on the government dole living in palaces traveling the world hey that ain't so bad So what? I, I don't. I, it's so bizarre to me. Why? Uh, I, not to say that we don't recognize it, um, and say, congratulations. Uh, who the hell not? What? Congratulations on being, on being um, dead. <laughs> I don't know. Could, uh, have a nice journey to the afterlife. But why? Why do we have to have? Five hours of wall-to-wall coverage and then all kinds of discussion about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion on uh, on this whole royal shit. What is royalty? F you. F you, her royal highness. F you, what is royal highness? How dare you? That's part of why this this whole world is effed up. And why we what we're doing is so important, really. Because people don't seem to... You talk about the slippery slope. That's a slippery slope right there. I mean, maybe it's entertaining. It's gossip. You're gossiping. Oh, will the br- two brothers talk to each other? They did talk to each other as they walked. Oh, wow. How shocking and... How bizarre. Two brothers talk to each other. Who cares? How, I mean, can we spend these five hours on, on uh, the adverse effects of colonialism around the world? The racist residual after effects that we're still living in? How about that? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Right? Am I wrong here? All right, let's get Volk speaking of more. Let's get back to this side of the pond. And thank you, Starsh. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. Very nice. Thank you, Shadow Star Ace, for your super chat. And thank you, Stephen Lee. This country has not been this unprepared. Oh, unprepared since Pearl Harbor. Using a virus to score points. 
during an election is not cool. Right. All right. So what do the Republicans think is the most pressing problem in this country? I will tell you when we get back. <laughs> My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks. Yo. The most pressing problem in this country is being woke. That's something that the Republicans cannot abide. This wokeness. Now, we know that being woke, their anti-woke shit is all, it's just an updated, the same old shit about political correctness. So... Same thing, though. Wokeness, political correctness. What is wokeness? What is... It's trying to rectify the problems of the past that are in our present. I guess it's not the past. It's the present. It's trying not to be a scumbag. Trying to be inclusive. There's nothing wrong with this. Woke? Yeah, you better wake up. Being awake is better than being asleep. You see? Because we, this is life. You know, land of the free, home of the brave. Wake up. Wake the F up. I saw something, I saw a picture of one of these Capitol Hill traders, one of the rioters, and on the, the guy was wearing a patch. I was probably reading something about the guy who is now turning states witness because well, he's uh, covering his ass i get it you have to no one's coming f- to rescue twitler did he left you out in the cold dumb dumb so every uh trader for themselves now whoever ple- squeals first gets the best deal so um but i was watching uh something i maybe it was a picture of the guy but he had a because he's in the oath this oath keeper trader group bunch of traders um and he's wearing a patch that said guardians of the republic and it reminded me of um you know uh back in the last days of the roman republic how all of the the civil wars that went on uh, all of the um power grabs were all they were um primarily couched in this guardians of the republic heroes of the republic champions of the republic saviors of the republic and there you go what is what is somebody like an oath keeper what do they think they actually think you're a savior of the republic when you're storming the capital trying to overturn the results of an election now i i get it the republicans the they they count on the stupidity of their low information base and they're stupid i mean there are studies they're conservatives low iq low effort thinking high, uh, wedded to hierarchy they cling to hierarchy because they're they're afraid Everybody needs to get in their place because the world is a very scary and complex place. And that's why they're racist. That's why they're cowards. They can't, they they really um, are afraid of the complexity of life. 
That's why they have to boil it down to to bullshit, to good versus evil, or or white being white, uh, white at the top, and everybody else in their place. But what do you mean? You think uh, you're saving the republic when you're when you're murder? I mean, uh, when you're storming the Capitol, when you're taking a shit in the Capitol hallway and rubbing it on the walls, you're the guardians of the Republic, of course. When you're screaming, hang Mike Pence, you're the guardians of the Republic? Now they're going on, of course, with the big lie. And the, the, the most effed up thing of all is they know it. They know that, this, that the election wasn't stolen. And the Republicans, this is how disgusting they are, they are now using the terminology, big lie. So to, to say, it's like, um, it's like, well, like I always say, Republicans, they, uh, they really need to change their motto. I don't know what their motto is. Was the party of personal response, whatever that is. Um, they don't, they're not they don't take responsibility, but they need to change their motto to I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say to me bounces off and sticks to you. That should be their, uh, their motto because now it's everything is a big lie. See, the big lie isn't the big lie. It's the big lie I'm talking about. Their big lie. No, you're big lying. I'm not big lying. You're big lying. When you're saying I'm big lying, is this another big lie? They keep using it because that's all they have. And they're, they keep, when it, when it comes to their voter, their anti-voting bills that are sweeping the nation and the one that passed in Georgia, they're talking, they, they keep saying how everyone is um, big lying about that bill. So... As if we're all a bunch of morons. See, that's another thing that you have to believe in order to be a Republican. You got to believe that the rest of we we haven't read the bill. You see, that's what they we're so confused about the bill. We don't know anything about. It. This is what they're assuming that all of these corporations, CEOs, and uh, you know, now now the Republicans are going out. Not the Republicans. The co- corporations are are um, supposedly, I guess they're defending democracy. They don't defend democracy in the workplace, but they're speaking out against the Republican voter suppression efforts. And good for them. That's fine. It's better than not, right? But they're, we're supposed to all believe that the CEOs and people speaking, that they just don't know what the F they're talking about. Everybody read the bill and we all got it wrong. You see, it's all about what? Fixing a problem that doesn't exist. So there you go. The big lie. If voter fraud is such an epidemic, why can't we find it? Where? Show me. Show me all of the evidence. But there is none. So the very premise of their attacks on voting is based in, in the big lie. They're big effing liars. That's right, Sin City on the chat. The big lie, no plan.
That's all they got. See, all Republicans have is um, big lies and nativist dog whistles. It, it all is, is all related, though. You see, and um, we ne- must never lose sight of the fact that all of their lies, all of the, all of their the laws that they're pushing on onto this country again to suppress the vote, it's all based in the filthy big lie of the con man, the fascist dictator envying con man who received fewer votes both times. So give me a break. So everything's the big effing lie. That's what's so tedious about living in the United States of serfs and lords. Besides everything else that's tedious, it's just having to deal with these Republicans who you can never progress anywhere. You can't go forward. You can't make a more perfect union. Now, the, uh, I guess in Republican world, everything's just going along great. And um, if it weren't for people who what complained that they were that we that uh, they were getting shot dead by cops, or complained about the inequality, the in, uh, upward immobility, everything was just perfect. So they have no interest in making a more perfect union because they get so much more, uh, they get, they get more money from their donors, from their, the fellow morons, the idiots who are still donating to Trump to fight this, um, so-called stolen election. It's not stolen. Oh my God. Stop the steal. We really need to get to the point where anybody who is peddling this fucking big lie has to has to be expelled from Congress or something. I haven't completely thought it all out, of course, but some there has to be repercussions. How can we keep people in positions of leadership? And and being a representative is a position of leadership. If they are actively misleading the American people and the dumbasses they pretend to represent, I don't give a shit. Oh, they voted for them? Well, if you vote for somebody and then that person does everything in their power to destroy the system of government, they took an oath to defend, to protect and defend, then what are our repercussions? What's the antidote to this? You can't just lie about something so important, like the election. They're dangerous. So, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for everything. (laughs) Thanks for the memories. And, uh, what was I saying? Yes. This is from The Guardian. Millions of Americans think the election was stolen. How worried should we be about more violence? So, three months after an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, this is from Lois Beckett, 
An estimated 50 million Republicans still believe the false claim that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump, according to a recent national survey. But it's far from clear how many Americans might still be willing to take violent action to support that belief. Well, what do they expect? Because the Republicans are still out there saying that the election was stolen. They're out there. They're literally saying this. And it's a lie. And media outlets, anybody who carries that, they need to stop. Just like Twitter got removed from social media, thank God. That I mean, really, that is a saving grace. But all of the liars, and when you're spreading a lie that got people killed, not just people killed they're going to kill the um the country the democracy the reason that so many americans are in their cold early graves they're going to kill this 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 thing that we were entrusted and they're actively doing it and they know it unreal even so here from the washington post the stolen election, quote-unquote, energy is strong in the GOP's early crop of 2022 candidates. So they're already, people are f- f- putting their toes in the water, t- testing what's going to run, what's going to be, um, what will their, the mouth-breathing base of the Republican Party, what messages are they going to be attracted to? They're not attracted to messages like, for example, we need a living freaking wage, upward mobility, retirement security, universal health care, you know, all of that. We need e pluribus unum as an action plan to make a more perfect union. They're not about that. They're not about a truth and reconciliation around our racist history to make us a more perfect union, to confront the problems that are killing us. No, they're about the big lie. That's it. They got their big lie, and they got their racism. So, Aaron Blake writes, On Thursday, I wrote about a very important problem when it comes to Republican desire to cleanse the party of Trumpism, a lack of people actually willing to run on such a platform. Over and over again, the vast majority of incumbents who have strongly criticized former asshole Trump have opted not to seek re-election rather than defend that position. But even more notable is this. There is no such problem on the opposite side of the debate, and far from it. In fact, when it comes to the most contentious recent events in the Republican Party politics, baseless claims of a stolen election— the crop of GOP candidates emerging in key Senate and governor's races is significantly more extreme than even those they are running to serve alongside. So you see the Secretary of State in Georgia, the the one who didn't go along with the voter fraud bullshit and didn't Give Trump the 15,000 votes he needed. Come on, man. Give me a break here. All I need is uh, 
Can't you do that? Just find, just put the 15 and the 3 zero. It's great. That's all you got to do. It's a lie. And he wouldn't go along with it. But they're getting rid of him and putting in his place somebody who will go along with it. And that's why I said from the beginning, the only, what is saving us here? This is, we're just fortunate enough that at this point, not everybody is a, uh, a, a, a lick spittle, a fascist lick spittle. Even though there's nothing really to, to crow about. If you read Greg Pallister's blog about um, the, all the dirty tricks in Georgia, what's his face? He's not somebody that we should, you know, give the Medal of Freedom to. What's the guy's name again? Secretary. That's why I need a producer. Of, oh, Raffensperger. That's right. I need a producer. Brad Raffensperger, thank you guys. But I have my producers, like Lee in New York City on the chat. Thank you. Lee? See? Yes, see? Yes, see? So, but Raffensperger won't. He didn't go along with it. And the Republicans, they're not having it. They're going to get, they're getting rid of him and they're going to put in a lick spittle. Somebody who will go along with it. And that's what they're going to need. Go along with the big lie and the steal. You talk about stop the steal? This is where the steal has to stop. It has it starts and stops with recognizing what we're up against, that we are literally up against the enemies, the found the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. Yes. That's them. You're not seeing things. This isn't hyperbolic. You're not um in denial it's happening everything i've said forever and ever in every republican chess beats the heart of fascism here it is it's no it's no more dog whistles it's out in the open it was out in the open when he when that asshole came down the escalator that should have been it for them for these bastards, these these anti-American, Republican bastards, that should have been it. But it's not. And, well, as we know, and the rest is history, and the, the rest, uh, more will be revealed. Which way it's going to fall. But, so, uh, where is it? the stolen election from the Washington Post. Aaron Blake continues. This is most pronounced in some key open Senate races. Former Ohio state treasurer, Josh Mandel launched his campaign while falsely citing a stolen election. While the early front runner in Alabama, who this week received Trump's endorsement representative Mo Brooks of Alabama was one of the foremost among House Republicans alleging voter fraud and spoke at the January 6th Stop the Steal rally that preceded the riot. In Missouri, former Governor Eric Greitens has promoted baseless claims about the election while appealing to the Trump wing. 
while his highest profile opponent, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, joined the GOP, joined other GOP attorney generals in trying to get the Supreme Court to overturn the election. See what we're up against? Just like in every other decline of every other republic that's ever declined. You get them doing it from the inside, under the, the, under the veneer of legitimacy and legality. The laws don't work. Change the law. Everything that Hitler did was done legally and peacefully. Well, not peacefully. That's true. That is... But can you say that this is done peacefully? No. So what's the difference? Isn't that, everything Hitler did was under the cover of law. They tried. See, that's why the whole beer hall putsch. He tried the violent aspect. Okay, we tried the violent revolution. Didn't work. Got his ass thrown in jail. And came out. Uh, Hitler was barred from speaking. And then eventually that was lifted. So um, don't be... Um, don't... Let's not rest on our uh, whatever. I wouldn't say laurels. Rest on our denials that it can happen here. It's not just happening here. It is happening here. And history has, a, has lessons for us to learn. So they tried to stop Hitler. They tried to... They said, well, we can control him. That's what, the, the, what they thought. Right? Uh, that's what uh, Hindenburg, they all thought, oh, well, he's being a good boy now. And it was all a tactical, deliberate choice. That's what um, Hitler, he toned down, they deliberately toned down the militaristic part until it was too late, of course. Well, he, uh, he went through a whole uh, rebranding. You could find pictures of Hitler in lederhosen, and that was part of the evolution. Like Madonna, you know, trying on new looks. I'll, I'll be right back. But as far as uh, Hitler is concerned, what's the difference now? Of course, oh, well, we don't have death camps. That's true. Yes, I'm, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when Trump is thrown off Twitter. And even though uh, the Republican Party has every opportunity, it could have taken it, to every opportunity to, to finally excise the tumor, the Trump tumor, from the Republican Party once and for all. They could have done it. But they as we see, don't have the best interests of the country at heart. They're not in it for, the, for altruism. I've been saying this for years. Republicans do not get into government for altruism. They're not, they don't do a goddamn thing for altruism. What do they do for altruism? Okay? The only thing that uh, they do, that Republicans do, uh, well, what did Trump do? He would pretend to donate things to charity to seem like he's charitable, but they're not charitable. 
They're not decent. What do they do? You see uh, Jimmy Carter out there building Habitat for Humanity, nearly 100 years old. What do the Republicans do in their downtime? They're not out there for outro. They never were. If they, you know, it is what it, you are. For example, you know, if they had it in their heart, there would be. They would have been doing it already. Do you know what I mean? The, oh God! It's uh, everything is a scam. Even their charitable giving is a scam. They're not about charity. They're only about whatever accolades they can get or seeming, however they could seem like they're human and decent. Because they, they just play that. They just play it on TV, play it on Fox News. They're not decent. Oh, you got see, it's this. It's, remember, for example, when um, Paul Ryan. When he was running for VP, or was it that? Yeah, and he went, or was it when he was still running for president? I don't remember. But when they, him and his wife banged on the closed soup kitchen door. They opened the soup kitchen, like, bang, 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 so he could take um, photos and they, of him washing the dishes that were already washed. So the thing, the soup kitchen was closed. They came, well, because it was convenient for them. They were probably on the way to some other, some fundraiser. And him and his wife put on their aprons and they washed already clean pots and pans at the soup kitchen. I mean, that's the Republican way. Make sure you get a picture of this. How do I look washing these clean pans? See how good I am? See how charitable I am. That's them. Everything's a, is this goddamn scam. Everything is a scam. I don't know how they remain viable as, as living creatures because everything is, they're just so full of shit. Everything they do. See, you don't have to be, um, you know, worry or about taking pictures or or uh, being considered charitable, if you are charitable, just be it. But they have to work so hard at it. Ugh. But so uh, it never stops. How so? Here, how are we ever going to have a functioning, constitutionally limited democratic republic if? Half of these morons don't even, not only do they not know what that means, they, they are so easily played. Read a goddamn book, Republicans. Start with the history of Western civilization. Please, I need, um, just give me a 10-page summary th that you understand. Make it five. I know how hard it is. But how easily stupefied you, you'd, I mean, well, you're stupefying me, but how easily played are you? The racist funny bone, um, it's the oldest tricks in the book. Stop, just stop it. Stop. 
Stop being dupes and dragging us all down with you. That's why I'm so sick of it. How are we ever going to have a functioning society when half of the people are so easily played by a bunch of cynical fascist lickspittles who couldn't give a shit about this country? They don't care about this country. If they did, they would listen and do something about our racist history. They would be willing to, to have a conversation, to confront our sick history. And we must do it. We have to. It doesn't have to be this way, you know? It really doesn't. If they really, if they cared, if they were patriots, they would do something. They would see the upward immobility and the income disparity that is the worst in the industrialized world. That it was once we were the most upwardly mobile. Now, 40 years later, we're the least upwardly mobile. That's a failure of government. And if they really cared, if they were patriots, they would want to do something about that because that's what's killing us. There isn't, not, not this stolen election, you fuckers. It's not a stolen election and they're still pushing it. Anybody who pushes the big lie is the enemy of the people. That's the truth. And good evening, Drew, on the chat on Facebook. And hello, Errol, on Facebook. Oh, my God. Errol says, on Facebook, there are so many fucking idiots who love and idolize Trump. I don't get it. I know. I don't get how anybody looks at that effing con man and says, this is a good person that I believe and want to represent me. This is a con man, you fucking morons. I'm talking to the Trump Antis now, of course. It's a con man, a documented, serial bankrupt, tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university, you, you, you stupid fuckers, with a fake charity. Who's, well, he told, he definitely taught his children the family business. Because those, those fake effing scumbag, well, fake humans, scumbags, had to, were court ordered to take a class on how not to steal from your charity. Because they, that's what they do. You have a charity. It's not for charity. It's for stealing. It's for suckers. Finding a sucker. Pulling the heartstrings of suckers. Stupid as hell. <sighs> so, is, as I was reading in The Guardian about the stop the steal bullshit, other experts... Here we go, here we go. I'm sorry. I'll wait for the music. My name is Tara Devlin. What's up? Unapologetic liberal talk. Welcome back. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. I like that. I like that part about the show. Um, yes, from, from The Guardian, 
Lois Beckett writes, early research on the continued risk of violence related to Trump's big lie has produced a wide variety of findings. One political scientist at the University of Chicago estimated, based on a single national survey in March, that the current size of an ongoing insurrectionist movement, quote unquote, in the U.S. might be as large as 4% of American adults or about 10 million people. Other experts on political violence cautioned that very survey results about what Americans believe provide virtually no insight on how many of them will ever act on those beliefs. Researchers who have interviewed some of Trump's most loyal supporters over the past months say that many of them appear to be cooling down, still believing the election was stolen, but not eager to do much about it. The handful of attempts by far-right extremist groups to mobilize nationwide protests after January 6th have mostly fizzled. Lots of people talk, but very few walk the walk, says Michael Jensen, a senior researcher who specializes in radicalization at the National Consortium for the Study of Terrorism and Responses to Terrorism. That's a long-ass title told The Guardian, only a tiny fraction of people who adhere to radical views will ever act on them. More than 800 people from a crowd of more than 10,000 are estimated to have breached the Capitol building. The acting Capitol Police Chief said in February nearly 400 of them are now facing charges. That was it? Only 800? (sighs) Extremism Experts have called the January 6th attack an example of mass radicalization, with a majority of people charged in the incident having no affiliation with existing extremist groups, according to an early analysis. More than half of the people charged in the insurrection appear to have planned their participation alone, not even coordinating with family members or close friends. According to one analysis, nearly half were business owners who had white-collar jobs, and very few were unemployed, a sharp contrast with the profiles of some previous violent right-wing extremists. Today's Trump's, today, excuse me, Trump's relative silence and the gradual return to a more normal life as more Americans have been vaccinated have created very different conditions than the days and weeks before January 6th. The charismatic leader has been silenced for the most part. He might find his way back into the public spotlight, but as of right now, he's been effectively muted, says Jensen. We were in a really unique situation with the pandemic and the lockdowns and people being isolated and fearful. You had a vulnerable population. Today, people are getting back their lives. Well, that don't mean... It is over. We're in, um, we're in big trouble just for the fact that these right-wingers, even if they're average Joe morons, who, uh, who, mild, who from afar um, admire the dim fiora, with a twinkle in their eye, they, they gaze at their dumb leader, dim leader, their glorious dim fiora, and say, eh, meh, election was stolen, but, oh well, this, this is what they think. 
They, I, I swear, it's so they are. They should be embarrassed if they had the capacity to be embarrassed. They would be embarrassed. They don't have the compa- the capacity to be embarrassed because they're not functioning at the normal level of human emotional, I don't know, emotional maturity. That's really what it is. Because they don't see what's so off. That's when you know you're, you're off. You see, I, and I told you the story before about me when I was in my addiction. This is years and years and years before I ever thought of that I had a problem. It wasn't even on my mind. That's how long ago this was. And I told you, a friend of mine said, I can't hang out with you anymore because I'm going to AA, she said to me. And I was like, what? You're going to AA? What are you talking about? I drink like 10 times more than you do. You see? And I'm not going to AA. And I, I think about that now, and I'm like, that's denial. I was truly in denial. And I believe that's probably a lot of them too they must be in some sort of denial that they're that they don't even see i not to, i mean a lot of them do people in the um in the positions of power they they know what they're doing but the average joe moron like the idiot who's wearing a patch, like the oath breaker who's wearing a patch that says Guardians of the Republic. Please. Play Dave on the chat. Been asking, please, please, please look up FDR's Four Freedoms. Yes, I, I hear you. We've talked about it. The Four Freedoms. For, what are the Four Freedoms? I, I always say, I've been talking about FDR's, uh, well, the second Bill of Rights. This is something that the Republican, not the Republican, the Democrats should adopt, can easily adopt and take, start promoting. I know all about the four freedoms. Let's see, what are the basic, what are the four freedoms? Freedom, off the top of my head, freedom from want, freedom from fear, freedom from something, freedom of speech, freedom from want, freedom of worship, that's it. That sounds practically diabolic. Freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom from want, oh my God, that doesn't sound like capitalism. And freedom from fear. Well, Republicans will never go for it. They don't have, they got nothing if they don't have fear. So, all right. The only thing they have to offer is um, racist, racist rhetoric, racist dog whistles. And in keeping in that, with that and their, and the Republican mission to destroy democracy, pesky democracy once and for all, the Republicans have 
created a new caucus called the America First Caucus that would champion Anglo-Saxon political traditions. Now, when I saw this, I was like, please, somebody in the news, in the mainstream media, grab one of these Republicans and ask them to define Anglo-Saxon. Ask them, what does it mean? They don't know Anglo-Saxon. It's like Judeo-Christian. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. It just sounds Anglo-Saxon. What is Anglo-Saxon? This country isn't, was founded on the liberal age of enlightenment principles, not Anglo-Saxon. This is another racist dog whistle. That's not a dog whistle. It's a goddamn bullhorn. According to CBS News, here's an article from CBS, a controversial new caucus that is expected to be introduced in the House would champion Anglo-Saxon political traditions, as if we're not already Anglo-Saxon political tradition. Please. Really. See, that's the thing. They, The Republicans probably, I haven't heard their argument yet, but they will probably say, well, you have the, um, the Asian and Pacific Islander caucus. You have the uh, BLM caucus. Yeah, why can't we have the Anglo-Saxon caucus? Because you already have the Anglo-Saxon caucus. It's called the goddamn Congress of the United States. That's something they can't see, Republican. Well, I got, I'm proud of my white, proud Anglo-Saxon, what? You don't, they, please. Define Anglo-Saxon. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. This is what drives me insane. It's, you can be proud. Be proud. Don't be a dick. How about, try it. Don't be a dick. Why don't we have, it's like um, they would say, well, we don't have a straight pride parade. Well, that's because every fucking day is the straight pride parade. All right, you get it now? Oh my God. I'll be right back. My foot is killing me. All right, my name is Tara Devlin. So let's see. Ang- here's the the Anglo-Saxon political tradition. The Anglo-Saxon America First Caucus would work towards infrastructure that reflects the architectural, engineering, and aesthetic value that benefits the progeny of European architecture, according to the document that appears to describe the caucus, which is a shit show. The document was first reported on Friday by Punchbowl News, which said Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar are behind the American America First Caucus. Go fuck yourself. How about that, caucus? Oh, my God. Oh, well, apparently, according to Forbes... Marjorie Taylor Greene calls off the America First Caucus... 
in response to backlash. She's now distancing herself. Excuse me. Marjorie Taylor Greene on Saturday tried to distance herself from a document published by Punchbowl News that purportedly outlined the goals of a new America First caucus being formed by Green and other hard-right GOP lawmakers. You see, here's the thing. She's a dumbass. She couldn't spell Anglo-Saxon. She couldn't fucking give you a elevator description of what Anglo-Saxon means, except she's a white privileged bitch who has no business being anywhere near the halls of power or a microphone or or anywhere near being able to come up with a caucus in the hall in in our congress she's going to come up with a america first caucus as if that fucking caucus that whole congress isn't already an america first caucus please America first. What does that mean? You see, as we were discussing in the beginning of the show, they're talking about white America. What's America first? What's America first when you're allowing people to um, have assault weapons and, and their fellow Americans can't go to a concert or, a, or the grocery store or school? without being putting their lives in danger of possibly encountering somebody who uh, the Republicans armed to the teeth for no other reason except they want the American people at war with each other. That's it. They like it. They want it. They want us all at war. They want a civil war. Because when the smoke clears, they want to just, they want to be sitting in a country. They want to be lording over the American people, like uh, the intergenerational aristocracy that the founders fought a revolution to, to escape. That's what it's about. So they need the American people destroying each other. So that's why there'll be no healing when when some people say, when uh, our uh, fellow Americans of darker pigment say things like, we're suffering, we're hurting out here. We There needs to be, we need change because we got people being extrajudicially murdered in the street. That's why they'll never say, well, how do we fix this? They don't want to fix it. They want it to exacerbate. Fixing it would mean eliminating some some of their power. What were they going to do? What would they do then? Who will they kick down on? Who will they exclude? They got trans kids. They got who? Who? Who can they? Well, Muslims, trans kids. Who else? So, let's see. The America caucus on Saturday, Green described the document as a staff-level draft proposed from an out- proposed from an outside group. Bullshit. She's of course she blamed her staff. This is what they do. 
the party of personal responsibility. When they release something, she probably thought she was real fucking smart. But when people actually who are smart read what the dumb bitch did and what she endorsed and what she proposes, and because we're not all ignorant, willfully ignorant cusses like she is, and all the idiots who voted for her, then when we get to read the uh, bats that fly out of her belfry and hit uh, hit the printed word, um, we, we get to unpack it and dissect it according to what it is in historical context. We're not the dumb bitches like they are. I mean, they're so dumb. They don't realize how dumb they are. They're so dumb that they're so racist and dumb. I mean, it goes together that they don't realize what they're doing when they're when they are exposed and then they're like oh it was a staffer you don't let a low level staffer create a caucus okay and then release a policy platform of that caucus that's just fucking ridiculous if you believe that if you're a Marjorie Taylor Greene moron and you believe that, you're you're stupider than I thought you were. And are, I should say. But come on. You, you don't give a staffer, you don't allow a staffer to release a caucus policy platform. But she knows that her dummies, her dumbasses are dumb. The people who voted for her are dumb. And they'll believe whatever bullshit she says. She's a dumb bitch. I'm sorry. She's dumb. She's stupid. She's worse than dumb. She's willfully dumb. She's a moron. The more I saw Q, I, 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 every time I think of her, I think of the clip I saw of her, the more, you know, when she's talking on Facebook Live or whatever, the more I saw Q, the more I thought. It's real. It's got to be real. The more when I was exploring for myself, because that's what Republicans think is the best thing. It's just put all, just vomit all lies all over the Internet. And then dummies like Marjorie Taylor Greene will be so, they're so informed and they're so smart. They could just pick out which is the truth and which is the lie, except that's bullshit. Oh, I trust the American people to know when somebody shouts fire in a crowded theater, which is a f- real fire or which, it, which is a false flag fire. Because false flag, you know, false flags. Everyone um, in the Democrat Party, they should, they know all about false flags because they are perpetrating these false flags like the false flag that was the capital sixth insurrection what a false flag just like sarah palin said they got their uh, trump flags that's all we we got nothing better to do here in the united states of serfs and lords but dr- dress up like trump to make them look bad why would we do that really 
See, why would we need to dress up like Trumpanzies to make Republicans look bad when they're doing such a fine job of it themselves? There's no need to make them look bad. Oh, and I guess when Ashley Babbitt got shot dead for trying to be the first through the breach, like the dumb bitch that she was, may she rest in peace, that she was just one unlucky truth, true person, true Trumpanzi that happened to be deceived by all these Antifas and Black Lives Matter people that were pretending. We were all like, shh, shh, everybody, pay no attention to all of the chatter on social media that Republicans are doing, talking about January 6th taking over and stopping the steal and hanging Mike Pence. Pay no attention because that's not real. That's really us, Antifa. Shh, don't tell them. Don't tell the Republicans. We don't want all of the decent people that they are showing up on Capitol Hill. We can't afford it. We want, they're going to show up and ruin our plan to make them look bad. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Remember, we stick together. We win and we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. I'll see you soon. so wanted to jump in there so many times but I said don't do it Devlin you'll ruin it alright it's not over yet thank you Tara have a great night <laughs> it's not over Drew I'm sorry it's confusing I know Drew on Facebook because that's the end of the progressive voices portion of the show we have another how much time left let's see we got another 35 minutes of show. So we got rid of the progressive voices, people. So we got more time. We got more show. Isn't that good? That, ain't that a nice surprise? Right? Oh, my God. All right, where was I? I lost the article I was reading. Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh my God. What a nightmare. So don't, do you ever have those moments? Oh, why is the fucking thing going out of focus again? Oh, look. News break. Kate Middleton plays a, st- pays, excuse me, pays a stylish tribute to Queen Elizabeth. Breaking news. Princess Diana, Queen Elizabeth and Princess Diana. Oh, she went, whoops. At Prince Philip's funeral. Isn't that fabulous? God bless the intergenerational aristocracy. Oops, what am I doing?
I don't want to shut my phone off. All right. Breaking news. Somebody, uh, 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 the queen or something, sat alone. I'm sorry, queen, queenie. That must be terrible. I'm sure you're grieving. It's horrible. You had a, but you had a, ni a nice relationship for ha almost 75 years. I mean, God bless you. Good for you. That sucks, though. I, I'm sure it's devastating. Doesn't matter how many years, right? You want 75 more. Doesn't make any, it doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> You're funny, Drew, on the chat. I will hang for a while. Okay, good. And Drew says, she does look hot in black. Who, the queen or Kate? Kate will a Kate Middleton, right? That's her name. Kate, how do I know these things? Why? Why do I know these things? Kate will age gracefully. She seems like a kind person. Yes, she's a she seems like a nice person. I'm sure she is. But all right, where was I? Where's this bitch, Marge? I can't believe it. What was I saying? Yeah, that. Do you ever have those moments where you're you're doing something? And you're just like, fucking Marjorie Taylor Green. That's what happened. I'm just going about my business, doing things. I'm putting dishes in the dishwasher. Beep, beep. I'm like, holy shit. Marjorie Taylor Green? Really? That's somebody who's representing people in this country? That's, that's very sad. It's disgusting, really. It's, and sickening. And a symptom. Yes. And a symptom of how sick this country really is. So, um, here we go. Uh, on Saturday, Green described the document as a staff-level draft proposal. That's why you released it, right? And started to form this uh, fucked-up Nazi caucus. And claimed she had not read it. Oh, that's what happens all the time. Staffers, low-level staffers, create policy and platforms for a new caucus, and they release it to to the press without ever passing it by the uh, the so-called representative. That's something that would happen. She blasted the media, of course, because she's a fascist. She blasted the media for taking something out of context. Oh, really? You released it, you lying coward. Once again, the party of personal responsibility taking no responsibility. You see, if they ever took responsibility, it would be a shock. I don't know what I would do if they said, yeah, if she came out and was like, yeah, Fuck it. I wrote it. Well, she didn't write it. Of course, she had somebody else write it. But she's probably like, yeah, this is really going to trigger the libs. You know, the libs who hate it when we try to overthrow a constitutionally limited democratic republic. This is really going to trigger them. 
because that's all it's about triggering the libs you know when libs who love democracy and love people voting and all that oh blah blah but we're they know nothing about america first they know nothing about patriotism talking about everyone vote people voting what is that voting and uh leaving no one behind oh what the hell what that's not anglo-saxon whatever that means and um it's not judeo-christian whatever that means either judeo-christian anglo-saxon america first dog whistle caucus here, the America First Caucus, AFC, exists to promote congressional policies that are the, to the long-term benefit of the American nation. The North Star of any political proposal will be that which serves the people. And any consequential analysis of policy platforms must be based on this first principle. Also, does uh, overthrowing the legally elected government and spreading big lies about that legally elected government, does that serve the people? Does it serve the people to allow and do nothing uh, and protect cops from shooting people in the streets, you know, epidemic that's going on? Does that serve the American people to lie, to tickle the racist funny bones, to keep people at each other's throats? Uh, I don't know, just ask it. Um, as this implies a degree of ideological flexibility, yeah, like that's what defines the, the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene, a certain intellectual boldness is needed among members of the AFC to follow in President Trump's footsteps. You fuck. Why don't, why don't you just open up a goddamn multi-level marketing vitamin scam? If you want to follow in his footsteps, that's another that's another lucrative grift you scumbags could get into, and you do less damage to the country you pretend to love, and potentially step on some toes. This is what they write in the first two paragraphs. Get ready to step on toes when you're being a being a what? A white supremacist? The, uh, to step on toes and sacrifice sacred cows. She doesn't know what, the, what, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Everything is a, is a dog whistle. Everything is some kind of bullshit. Step on toes for the good of the American nation. Okay, what toes are you stepping on? Are you stepping on the toes of the, the billionaires who are riding us all to the bank? Oh, no, no, no. You're stepping on the toes of democracy because they're going to go whining. This is the toes they're stepping on. Fake news, right? That's the toes. The, every, all the pillars of democracy. People who received the most votes. That's stepping on toes to Republicans. See, when they're overturning the will of the people, that's stepping on toes. They got to do that. If you want to be America first, be America first by fucking America. By effing her royally. In an homage to Prince Philip. <sighs> 
policy areas, whatever, who cares? It is a firm belief that this of this caucus that American policymaking needs to get back to first principles. Like what? Racism and genocide? Restore a long-term horizon among our nation's leaders? Okay, that's nice. Well, let's do that then. And stop looking... Uh, that's, I mean, that's something that Republicans are not capable of. They don't look to the future. That's what we've been trying to tell you. When we talk about renewable energy or endling, ending endless wars. Now, all of a sudden, when Joe Biden's pulling out of Afghanistan, for fucking Christ's sakes, for good, they're all whining about it. Which makes you, of course, bring back how stupid they were when Trump talked about ending endless wars. It was all great then, right? They just don't want... See, that's the bottom line. They're full of shit. Trump can talk about ending endless wars. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. He knows. Trump is a liar. Republicans are scammers. They're grifters. They will say whatever it takes, just like Hitler did whenever discussing whatever he was. Uh, he didn't go into union halls, which he did in the beginning. He didn't go into union halls and talk about disbanding and dismantling unions. Oh, he would go in and t- that's why Republicans will they cherry pick. They'll take a quote or something and they say, oh, look, uh, Hitler really was, um, he was a, uh, a labor union lover and shit like that. As if that meaning that labor unions are like Nazis or something. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. Anyway, they're, they're like Trump. The point is Trump, Republicans, morons who, uh, who cheer them. The, they, the Trump and the Republicans, well, Trump will say whatever he thinks the crowd wants to hear. That's the bottom line. M- proving yet again, illustrating my point that we, we will win. We will win because we don't have to pretend. And the Republicans, even the Republicans know that the the american people like people in general have a liberal bias L- truth has a liberal bias democracy has a liberal bias humanity has a liberal bias that's why the republicans have to work really hard at tickling the racist funny bones of their base because they need though the fear they need that wall of fear up because in it's hard to penetrate the wall of fear truth has a hard time getting in there when you're afraid so they got to make the their morons afraid afraid of their fellow americans like Democrats hate America, right? Yeah, we hate it so much that we want everybody to vote. See, hating it means actually being a patriot. In in the Republican bizarro world, you have to, I mean, you, 
they have to, everything is bizarro. Everything is turned upside down. So you're not a patriot if you want to get ensure that people die need don't die excuse me needlessly without health care. You're only a patriot if you scream let them die. When somebody when asked what do you do about someone who's who's uh, gonna die at a, shows up at a hospital but has no insurance let them die. I always remember that. The Republicans screaming, let them die, fuckers. That's a patriot, you see? Leaving people behind, dividing and conquering. That's it. You're a patriot. I don't, I don't know. What the hell? What, what's so confusing about them? I mean, what, why are they so confused? Just come right at it. You're not a, you're not a patriot. You're not a guardian of the republic you're a fascist okay yes if you got all the symptoms honey i'm sorry that don't make you a patriot that makes us patriots and you the the thing that needs to be firmly and definitively put in history's trash pile with the rest of the fascists. It is a firm belief of this caucus that America policy, American policymaking needs to be back to first principles. Election fraud. That's the first thing. The AFC is in support of nationwide systemic electoral reform. Both Democrats and Republicans have pointed out for years systemic failures in our election tabulation you're a you are a fascist okay you hate elections and you're gonna get rid of them once and for all if we give you the chance mail-in voting long recognized as a subject to fraud as subject to fraud bullshit that is not long recognized as any subject uh subject to fraud it's only fraud when Democrats vote, right? That's it. Fraud. Oh, my God. I can't read this whole thing. We don't have enough time. And that's time in my life I could never get back. But the Republican, that's who they are. Yet again. Proving to the world just how unfit they are and how full of shit they are. Racist. Full of shit. However, Green did not deny plans to start an America First caucus and ended a lengthy Twitter thread by saying she supported former President Trump's America First agenda. A few. Oh, my God. Let me see. Look at this shit. Not that shit. This shit. Where is it? That's Safari. Where is it? Come on. That's why, guys, thank you for your help and your patronage. And I need a producer. Thank you. All right. Look at this. Look at all this. Look at this. Liars. Do you know who really runs this country? The liars and psychotic left-wing communists. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
in the media who only care about self-awarded Pulitzers. Oh my God. Except uh, Trump is the one who just received a made-up award from the filthy fascist pricks. That, okay, but... Um, who only care about self-awarded Pulitzers, clicks for cash, and pushing weak politicians around. On Thursday, I buried my father and held my mother's hand as we said goodbye. Who cares? You have a father? He, he failed, and so did your mother. She failed. They didn't create a human being. They made a monster. On Friday, sick and evil POS in the media attacked me with phrases I never said or, write or wrote. They released a staff-level draft proposal from an outside group. Fuck you, liar. The scum and liars in the media are calling me a racist by taking something out of context. No! What's that? It's not out of context. You're a racist. Just own it. I don't... What does it have... You burying your your father have to do with that? Oh, we're supposed to feel bad for you? I buried my mother and father. So F you. I gotta live in this country with the likes of you. Feel bad for me and us having to endure somebody like you. Oh, my God. This is just a repeat of... Jewish space lasers? You said it, bitch! You said the Jewish space laser. We have you on tape saying it. Another term I never used. Bullshit. Oh my god, they're so full of shit. I guess I don't realize that we have things recorded now. I believe in America first with all my heart and means every American of every race, creed, and color as long as they recognize the white heterosexual patriarchal power structure. Uh, I added that part. I'm translating from the fascist. I will never back down. I will never stop fighting for America first. Can you feel? There are tens of millions of Americans who agree. We are side by side, people over politicians. The hyenas in the media are terrified. No, we're not. So are the Democrats. No, we're t you, you know what's terrifying about you? Is that you think we're terrified of you, but as a, as a, as a freedom fighter, we're terrified that you are a fascist undermining Ameri the American experiment. That's what's terrifying. It's also terrifying that there are enough, that people actually voted for you. That is terrifying. You're not fit. You're not fit to represent anybody. You're a moron, okay? Anybody who, I, I was just looking on the internet and I fell into a cue hole. I found it. And I thought, let me do some research here. This is the best thing I ever seen. So many secrets being exposed, of course, that Hillary Clinton is, dr is drinking the blood of children. Anybody, any fool can see it. She's making adrenochrome out of terrified children. I had to look for myself as a well-informed American, and I thought, eh, eh, eh. Freedom of speech is sacrosanct, or sanka tea with a, with uh, with lemon, and 
it's and it, and we are smart. We're not stupid like they say we are. We are smart enough to know the truth. So when I was told from Q, I said, I will do my research. And I saw it. And I said, yes, there must be some truth in this adrenochrome thing. And how can I get some? It's not fair that only the Democrats get to live um, multiple lifetimes drinking the blood of children. I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Can I order this online? Do I get a discount if I order adrenochrome in bulk? Can I get a friends and family discount somehow? I could use some adrenochrome. We're getting, I mean, every day we're not getting any younger. And I want to be around for for a president ivanka i have plans to drive president trump's america first agenda with my congressional colleagues but we won't let the media yeah right you're such an american first right i won't let this lying media that all autocrats for time immemorial has turned the currency of truth into into nothing. It's forget the founders who knew that that free speech not free speech but the freedom of the press was so vital that the, it was the only profession they enshrined in the Constitution as being absolutely necessary for a democracy. Of course. Patriots like Marjorie Taylor Greene go after it. Go after anything that doesn't fit their agenda as as fake. Fake news. That's just patriotism. It's bizarro world patriotism. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Robin M., for your super chat. Mock the liars, the fascists, the spoofs. Yes. And thank you, Garfield, for your super chat. We stick together, we win. That's the truth. That's the goddamn truth. I'm just trying to see what time it is. Budget the time. Yes, everybody is picking on them. Calling Marjorie Taylor Greene a racist... She's a dumbass. That's the thing. She's so dumb. She doesn't realize how racist she is. She doesn't realize the whole history of of Western civilization. Here's here's something. Okay? One last thing here. Because Republicans, there's a few things. Yeah, that's why I thank you all for your patronage. And your super chats. Here's something that was on Fox News. They're talking about the woke. That's This is the biggest danger that America has ever faced. Being woke. And here we go. 
critical race theory and gender ideology have infected nearly every institution in America. The woke war. And while conservatives were politely debating ideas oh, and yes. our fancy think tanks were churning out policy papers, oh, yes. progressives... That's the way it is. When conservatives were polite, excuse me, can I bother you for some, um, to listen to my opinion? While conservatives were politely debating. Really? Polite? These are the ones that are like, wah, fucking wah. The ones who are, who packed the court with a bunch of blubbering crybabies who think being on the Supreme Court is their birthright. Well, they were, but that was just polite discussion of policy. That's the way conservatives are. They're so polite and they're so meek. We're ruthlessly conquering cultural territory. Oh, yes, Hollywood, that's it. universities, public school, media, big tech, Wall Street, and very importantly, corporate boards but the last vestige of the pro are you kidding me everyone's conquering the culture wars that just means it's not conquering scummy it's just being a decent person you see that's it this is what they have problems with that's what being unwoke is see in their filthy fascist worldview we're we're pushing on some kind of unnatural order. We're 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 inflicting an unnatural order in human hierarchies. You see, the way it's supposed to be is straight white men at the top, rich, rich. Okay, everybody else go from there, goes down from there. So what she's talking about is. The, this wokeness where people are just pushing all of these unqualified every everything this just upside down world on us where people are valued and not just people who are straight white men that's so it, it, it's un, we we have conceded that in the realm of Hollywood and television and the corporate boardroom. But now they're coming after the military. This is what this bitch is going on about. And it, it boggles my mind why everybody else doesn't jump on these bitches' cases with, uh, with what I'm talking about, which is when, when they are pushing this bullshit um, diatribe, whatever, this bullshit ideology they're it's uh, they're saying basically that it, it the way it is is the natural order do you know what i mean that straight white rich men at the top is the way it should actually be and they're only things are changing only because we're pushing it not because it should be not because it's because things are changing because they're um we're we're woke some people are woke and it's not okay American meritocracy still standing was the u.s military you see the, the she says the last meritocracy still standing was the u.s military 
she's full of shit, of course, but they're trying, she's trying to say, but I mean, just by saying what she's saying, she's proving everything that we're, that we've been saying and everything that Marjorie Taylor Greene is, pre- is outraged that, uh, that she's being exposed. She's not exposed. I mean, they're racist. They're just proving what they're proving us correct and they don't even see it. Wait, hold on. The cats are fighting. Get down. Ray and Francis Jr. Jr. Francis has a spot. He likes to lay in this little, it's a, it's a, that's why I bought this goddamn tree for them. But there's another tree. It's shorter and it has a little cup thing and Francis likes to lay in it. And then Ray likes to try to steal it from him. So there, Francis is laying in his little spot and Ray's just like bothering him. And then there's a battle. That's why I bought this. So everybody can have a fucking spot. Anyway, all right, let's rewind a little bit. You, you see what I'm saying here, though, about this bitch? Identity politics infiltrates our military. So she's, let me, oh, I didn't mean to hit that. Wait. See, still standing was the U.S. military. From the progressive perspective, the military was too masculine, had way too oh, many yeah. Republicans, and a deep... Oh, that's it. Too masculine, too Republican. Nobody fucking said that. But this is what they have to spread, they, the bullshit. It's the patriarchy. It's supposed to be this way. You see? And of course, you know, as, in keeping with what I always say, there's this woman here spewing this misogynist bullshit. Well, this exclusive bullshit. And uh, keeping with what I say, that the Republican woman has to be a bigger misogynist than the Republican male. They don't even see how, uh, how misogynist, how racist it is for them to say, oh, here, let, let me just explain. Let me just uh, start over. Hold now, on. policy papers... Progressives were ruthlessly conquering cultural territory. Hollywood, universities, public school, media, big tech, Wall Street, and very importantly, corporate boards. But the last vestige of the pro-American meritocracy still standing was the U.S. military. From the progressive perspective, the military was too masculine, had way too many Republicans, and a dangerous knack of turning minorities into patriotic, oh, self-reliant oh, conservatives. I, oh, really? It has a dangerous knack of turning minorities into what? Ugh. Michelle Obama's perspective, the military was too masculine, had way too many Republicans, and a dangerous knack of turning minorities into patriotic, self-reliant conservatives. How dare you? Oh, so they weren't patriotic, self-reliant human beings until they put on a uniform and and volunteered to, to put themselves in harm's way. Get the fuck out of it. You see what I mean? So there, there it is again. Yet again. Everything that they're fighting for is bullshit 
and it's racist. And they don't even realize it. They think that this is some kind of critical takedown of the woke uh, left or whatever. Even just that statement right there. Oh, the military has a way of turning minorities into self-reliant patriots. Self-reliant. Oh, because they were just lounging around in the social safety net hammock before. Right? Unbelievable, but very believable. This could not stand. Michelle Obama's decision to make military spouses her top initiative as First Lady was the first clue that they had their sights set on the U.S. Armed Forces. Oh, shut your filthy fascist. The Obama-era changes All right, let me just... hate their country or believe that it is systemically racist Wait, die man. for your country. Did we study or debate what would happen if we trained our military to hate their country? What are you talking? Or believe that it is systemically racist? Yeah, bitch, it is. Holy shit. Who is teaching who to hate the country? Hate. Oh, so actually being an adult and taking a fearless and searching moral inventory of this fucked up country that's hating your country. No, honey, it's the opposite. It's loving your country. That's what it means. To want to have a country that works for all. That is love, you scumbag. That is patriotism. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. And thank you all for keeping the show going and growing. We will win. Thank you. Thank you, John and Philip and Lionel. Was that Lionel? Excuse me. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Re- become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I'll see you very soon. Unreal. All right. You guys. You guys, guys, guys. Now this is the end of the show, Drew. On the chat. Holy shit. There's so much work to do. And I I really do appreciate you guys hanging out and your flexibility and understanding concerning the time. One day, one day, we will have a daily show at a set time, but we need more patrons, so... Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That helps. And remember, we will win. Drew on, uh, on Facebook is asking for the PayPal. If you want to do a one-off donation. Hmm. Where is it? You can't. Well, go to soundcloud.com. There, where is it? Soundcloud.com slash Tara Devlin. I could put it in the chat, I guess. And there is a, you could see a PayPal one-time recurring or recurring donation through PayPal. I'll put it right here. It's a PayPal. PayPal me. 
and also join us on Discord. We have a Discord community. I love it. It's great. We can keep in touch in between shows and also share pictures, share our stories, uh, share pictures of your pets, your family, your everything else. Yes, 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 yes. All right, guys, guys, guys. I ha I'm kind of a strict stickler on Saturdays as far as the time. During the week, we have more flexibility. Thank you, Errol, on your on Facebook. Good night, Tarodactyl. See you hopefully on Monday night. Yes, I hope to see you as well. Guys, 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 guys. Become a patron at patreon.com slash tarodevlin. And if you have become a patron recently or in the past and you want a mug, like especially the new patrons, please just send me send me a message on pa on patreon okay especially you guys who've been patrons forever send me a message say hey i would like a mug B bitch it's i won't take it personally if you call me bitch and you'd send me your address and your name all right Thank you again. Another super chat. JD, you're too, you're too kind. I might have to stay on your couch when I flee the country and go back to find my grandmother, my grandma's ghost. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Oh, John. Yes, you are a new patron. I see you, John, on Facebook. Thank you, John. You're the best. And so you're on um, you're on Patreon, so you can send me a message. Or you can send me a message on Discord, but I need your... I need your address. I'd like to send you a mug if you'd like this. Resist mug. Or anything else. You can go to the Tarabusta merch store. Let's see. Tarabusta merch. You could pick something. Why not? Do it. I'll send you the Tarabuster merch here. I see you on Patreon. I'm just going to send that message. Pick something out, man. Or I'll send you the mug or anything else. All right. Guys, guys, guys. Thank you, John, for your patronage. And I'm very happy to, that you're here. And I'm happy that you're all here. We're on YouTube, the youtube.com slash C slash Tarabuster. That community's growing. If you want to hang out, John or Drew, um, go over to YouTube and you can meet the other, a lot of other uh, Tarabusters. That's nice. And remember to like and hit the notification bell so you get notified when the show goes live. All right, guys, 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 listen, listen, listen. You know it. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you so much for everything. You really make, you give me hope. So I hope I can do, do the same for you in some way. But the community... 
really does give me hope. So thank you so much. We will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon.